I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast, the greatest podcast that ever was or will be, the podcast that will mount the world. We're not the most famous podcast in the city. We are the most famous podcast in the world, and we are here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones, and most importantly, we are here to make Westeros great again. My name is Kevin of House Imp's Delight. And my name is Andrew of House Draymond, and we're going to talk about the eighth episode of Game of Thrones Season 6, and this episode is entitled, No One. A lot of comebacks in this episode, Kevin. The Hound is back for real. I mean, we're talking about the real Hound, not mm-hmm. Sandor Clegane. We're talking about the Hound, you know, axe murderer, the Hound. Right. Danny's back. Arya maybe going back to Westeros. Edmure finally talked. <laughs> and Varys is going somewhere, so a lot of homecomings. But uh, otherwise, pretty crazy episode. But I think it's going to set up a pretty crazy episode 9 and 10. We also learned that if the Brotherhood Without Banners comes up to you and says, do you want a wet willy? You do not want a wet willy. You need to turn You need to run. say no. Their version of wet <laughs> willies no. is not what you think. It's not They've got weird think. handshakes. You do not want one of those. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about handshakes on this show for a while. Uh, I'm glad that someone has come up with a decent handshake, uh, at least a creative handshake. I just don't want to Yeah, you're really stretching the word decent. Uh, but we also uh, kind of learned on this that this may have been a placeholder episode, even though we're kind of gearing up. But we're kind of getting people to where they need to be, setting up the playoffs. We've got the first four quarters over, the next two episodes of the playoffs. Uh, in case you were wondering how to qualify for the playoffs, you just have to live. You just have to be alive mm-hmm. in the last two episodes to be in the playoffs. So here we yep. go. Big playoffs time's coming up. We're going to give you... All the information you need to know to get you ready for the playoffs. But we're going to talk about the box score from uh, the episode. Sure. We're going to do some wildfire hot takes. We're going to do uh, some uh, new odds. Jimmy the Bravosi may be dropping by. We don't know yet. Hmm. It's one of those things like he told us he was going to come. And then he's like, well, I got some things going on. You, you so we know. don't know. So maybe later on in the episode, Jimmy the Bravosi will talk by. I think we're going to talk about... Uh, a new Battle of the Bastards parlay sheet that the uh, West Westgate Westeros has put together. So that's pretty exciting. That is exciting, Andrew. Let's get right to the box score. Let's get to the say? box score. Okay, the Hound, six great kills. They're all with an axe, or four of them were with an axe, and two of them were just pushing a box out from under a guy hanging from a noose. But the Hound <laughs> is back, six kills. You know, he may have some more in him. He may make a run. For that most kills in the season. You know, out of nowhere, he comes in and I mean, what do you have the the standings in front of you? If you don't, it's okay. I was just curious. Well, if I you, know the top and Danny's on top with 15. Okay. Yeah. You know, the hound could definitely catch that. Uh, but, you know, we're going to see it looked like the next episode could have a lot of deaths in it and a lot of rando deaths. Like, I don't know if you saw the preview, but it looks like they spent their whole budget on extras on horses. Next horses episode. are expensive. So horses are expensive. It's way more expensive to get a horse than like a, you know, I don't know, put together some CGI dragon or something. Right. right? 
But uh, so anyway, so we got a lot of horses. We might have some more deaths. Let's see, this is going to be crazy come playoff time. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, maybe Jimmy the Bravosi has an idea. But we saw Beric Dondarrion had a kill out of nowhere. Beric Dondarrion comes in with one kill. Gregor Clegane had a pretty interesting kill there in the Red Keep. And then Arya. Arya's got a kill. Killing the Waif, we believe. And then and the Waif also, unfortunately, had a kill as well on poor Lady Crane. Which leads us to the MVP discussion, Andrew. And as you know, the criteria for MVP is whatever you want. You know, who advanced their cause the most, the most badass, just cuz. I got a couple candidates for you, Andrew, this week. Arya Stark, number one. We finally get to move on from the uh, House of Black and White, the no one, the storyline that would not move along is now moving along. The waif is dead. Jockin is still a weirdo. Arya is up. Okay. We also have Jamie Lannister successfully sieged the castle in like, what, 48 hours? Not very long. One right. death. Easy. One death. Too easy. Too easy. I, I don't know. Oh, that seemed a little weird for me, but that's okay. We'll talk about it when we get there. But anyway, Jamie clearly advanced his cause. Blackfish. Andrew went out swinging. Did he die off screen? We assume so. Hard to say there. Uh, Gregor Clegane went all so I married an axe murderer, which is pretty sweet. Killed four dudes with an axe. Hanged two more with the Brotherhood Without Banners and maybe joined up with a new crew. Maybe crewed up a little bit. I think he's crewing up. Is he crewing up? He's crewing up. Oh, man. I love it when everybody crews up in Game of Thrones. It's so much better. And then, Andrew, the last one, Sandor Clegane tore apart a member of the Faith Militant like he was a hot wing of Buffalo Wild Wings, and you forgot to order the boneless wings. So That's a rookie mistake. It's a rookie mistake. He ought to know. Just all tearing right. those legs apart like that cartilage just cracks. That's all he did. Like, it was that easy for him. It was pretty easy. Oh, man. My favorite part was Cersei just staring at it like, that's my man. Like, didn't wince at all. Just that's my dude. Stared right that's at That's my it. dude. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So, who's your MVP? Well, we did a poll on Twitter, and Arya Stark overwhelmingly won the MVP of the episode. Boring. Will of the people is Arya. Ah, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't. We didn't get to see her kill the waif. So, right? there's, there's that. All she did was uh, run. She got she stabbed. I mean, she got she bled a lot, and she, she knocked took over milk the, of fruit. the poppy. <laughs> yeah, I mean those fruit vendors—they're going to spend at least like fifteen minutes cleaning that up. I know. Which that was an homage to several uh, old films. The, the 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 oranges falling down the stairs—a little too much for me. They didn't need to do that. But I'm going to go with Gregor Clegane. Mm. No. Sandor. I'm going to go with the Hound. Sandor? All right. Six, six kills. Uh, the Axe ones were particularly brutal. Uh, and for today, brutality is going to be my criteria. The Hound's going to win. Okay. You know, I'm going to go with Jamie here, Andrew. He he successfully sieged the cat like an entire castle against Blackfish. Though That dude was not moving. And he did it in like 48 hours. He, ta- he All he had to do was walk over there and talk to like three people. And he got the thing done. Like, that's pretty impressive. And honestly, if he shows up in my tent wearing that badass armor, like, I'm going to, like, try to play cool like uh, like Edmure did. But at the end of the day, like, he's going to win. Yeah, you're not going to win that. You're not going right. to win against that. 
the category that's storming the nation that we talked about last week is the comeback player of the year. All of these characters are making a huge comeback. These are characters who have been gone for 10 or more episodes. We've got two of them. Two this episode. Thoros of Mir. His man buns looking fresh. Yes. You know, I think Thoros has single-handedly made me change my mind about man buns. Hmm. Okay. I wasn't you, for him before. Now I'm for him because of Thoros of Mir. He, he are you going to grow one? Are you going to grow one? Yeah, that'd probably be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, Beric Dondarrion. Uh, not much to say. Still without an eye. Uh, still alive. I wonder how many times in the, in the interim uh, he's been resurrected. But we're probably to assume quite a few. Yeah, over under like three and a half, right? Right, right. Like, like he's he always dies. It seems like uh, not as good a fighter as maybe he once was. Well, he loses a piece of himself each time. Uh, That's a good. There's point. eventually going to be nothing left. And of course, the category everyone needs to hear about, and that is the Hall of Fame qualifiers. This is, of course, voted on by the Baseball Writers Association of Westeros. And to qualify for the Hall of Fame, you must be dead. We have three unfortunate souls who have made such qualification this week. Number one, the Blackfish. We saw him die off screen earlier. We didn't see him die off screen. He died off screen. Um... You know, he came back for a couple episodes, got a couple quips in, was kind of funny, was kind of gruff. He served his purpose. Blackfish, is he a Hall of Famer? Or is he just a, you know, Robert Ori come in and win a couple championship rings, but (laughs) will never really matter? I wish I knew, like, more about his backstory, because he seems like he probably has some really good stories from back in the day, the Blackfish does. Uh, I mean, you can't have the nickname Blackfish without having like some really good stories. So I'm only going off of what I've seen here, Andrew. Uh, and, you know, I really wanted him to be a Hall of Famer. Like he had all the makings, but just, you know, kind of unceremoniously went out in this episode. It made me kind of sad. I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to uh, also the waif. I'm going to say no to didn't really like her. No, and I think we're not supposed to. And it's not like, I, you know, it's a character you're not supposed to like. I just didn't like her generally. As a character, uh, until she kind of turned into the Terminator. I mean, everyone made that comparison that she looked like the Terminator. <laughs> and then she was making like 90 degree turns. Her face turned very slowly. She was very methodical. <laughs> so maybe she actually is uh, the Terminator. Like we're having some cross genre, cross thing. Like she, she was sent back in time by Bran to <laughs> kill her sister or to kill his sister. Maybe there's I'd some, be into something, that. Something. So if we make up those stories to behind her backstory, she has a shot, but otherwise she doesn't have a shot. Agreed. Uh, and then Lady Crane, Andrew. She uh, died short-lived. Sad Lady Crane. Yeah. Uh, she's not going to win a Hall of Famer, but you know she may win a posthumous Westerosi Oscar Screen uh, Actors Guild uh, Lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award. <laughs> yeah, she definitely deserves that. Like, I she's would, gonna be up on like the screen when they do the in memoriam at the end no, of the Oscars. She'll no be up doubt, there. no doubt, and deservingly so. Okay, exactly Kevin, deserving. Time to move on and do some wildfire hot takes. Wildfire, stand clear, stand clear. <laughs> Okay, number one, I have a theory that I want to run by you on how Arya survived the knife gut or knife wound to her gut. Okay. And that, that theory is that all of her vital organs are on the outside edges of her torso. And 
Stat Boy, if you listen to our other podcast, you will know Stat Boy possibly from way back in the day. Stat Boy's <laughs> organs, which is my brother, are all on the outside of his torso. Interesting. So in the middle of his stomach, like, or in the middle of his torso, there's no organs. So if he were to get stabbed right in the stomach like Arya was, there wouldn't be anything there. Huh. It's not particularly harmful. It's just like how it works, how his body works. So I'm going to say Arya also shares a similar uh, condition, okay. and that's how she survived. That would be a good explanation. They, uh, should, they should have that explanation in the next episode. I I don't know that I have anything better than that, other than maybe Lady Crane watches a lot of TV's hit medical drama House. <laughs> and that, she just it's knows. actually called House in yeah. Westeros. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I like how that's the issue you had with it, and not the fact that she was watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already established that people like are, are have entertainment in, in Westeros, and that maybe they're <laughs> watching plays. But well, in, in any case, yeah, probably because she watches a lot of House. I think that could that could explain it as well. Your explanation works. I think so does mine. Okay. Uh, okay. So Andrew, I got another one here. Put yourself in the shoes of the High Sparrow. Okay. Uh, bad choice of word. Put yourself in no the shoes. Feet. No yeah. shoes. No. No. Put no shoes. In the feet of the High Sparrow. Okay. Uh, and I'm I'm Lancel. I'm coming in. I'm repeating what happened down at the Red Keep. I got Cersei's message here. Uh, <clears throat> Please tell His High Holiness he's always welcome to visit. Do you really feel welcome to visit if you're him, or do you think she's just being coy? Oh, wow. That's a great question, Kevin. I think she's being coy. Hmm. Okay. However, you know, I think he would feel okay to visit because he's kind of running the show now. She's going to be confined to her room. She's going to be confined to doing her things. If he wanted to visit, I'm sure he'd feel perfectly fine other than the mountain standing behind her, mm-hmm. okay. which is a pretty big worry. Okay, so I guess that's a lot of nervousness, you know, the <laughs> mountain himself. But otherwise, you know, he runs a show now, so he's going to be like, this is my castle. I could do what I want. Okay, fair enough. I just wanted to see. I'm a literalist, so I I, I would take him at his word. Take her at his word. Okay, well, I'm sure that invitation will not be accepted. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Marine. All right, in Marine, mom is home, and the house is a mess. Mm. You know this situation. You've been in this situation. Will Tyrion get the wrath of Daenerys for making a deal with the slavers and then causing them to invade with fire slingshot ships? <laughs> those were pretty cool, by those the way. Those were great. I want one of those. I know. I'm going to say probably yes. It's kind of like if you get a babysitter and you leave for the night, and before you go, you tell the babysitter, hey, make sure the kids don't sneak out, because they like to sneak out. So then you come back, and the kids have emptied the wine fridge, and they're repeating bad Louis C.K. jokes, and the house is on fire. But they did stay inside, right? But does that mean it was a successful night because they stayed inside? I don't think so. So I'm going to go with, I think, yeah, she's there in trouble. When you said, you know, repeating bad Louis C.K. jokes, does that mean that they were watching HBO? And they weren't supposed to be watching HBO? Yeah, that's okay. part of it. Oh, that was totally my childhood. Oh, me with, too. Oh, with, with babysitters. I was, a, I was an HBO child. Oh, yeah. And it was supposed to, but babysitter, you know, mom's out of the house. Right. So in this situation, Tyrion is the babysitter or Tyrion is the kid watching HBO? 
Uh, Tyrion is the babysitter, I think. Uh, but he's like complicit. Like he okay. was like, hey, hey, get, hey, kids, what do you say we get into the wine fridge? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then let's all tell bad Louis C.K. jokes around each other. Okay. So, uh, you know, usually, you know, that about that time comes when your parents, is, parents are coming home. And you're like, oh, we got to get this place cleaned up. They got no warning on when Danny was coming back. They didn't have enough time to get that cleaned up. The house cleaned That's up. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, she had a nice uh, helipad, I guess. What, is, what would you call <laughs> upstairs uh, landing <laughs> at the top there? You know it's what? Like Santa a, lot Claus of people, a lot of people were mad about that. I think a dragon can land wherever the hell a dragon wants to land. Oh, of course. I had no problem with that. I just assumed that was like where they landed when they wanted to. Like, you know, it wasn't like she was going to land down below and then. Oh, there's the a stairs. mess down there. They She's going to go right to the spot. Right. If you it, listen, if you had a helicopter and your office was on the top floor, what would you do? Would you take the helicopter down to the bottom, get in the elevator and go all the way to the top? No, you got a helipad right on top. You land right there, go down one floor, and you're there. It's easy. That's an easy question. I don't know why people are mad about that. Me neither. I got no problem with that. All right, uh, let's move on, Andrew. We learn that Braun has been training. Well, okay? or Podrick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me try that again. We learn Podrick has been training. Sorry, I wrote Braun for some reason. But that Podrick has been training an hour in the morning and an hour at night. Andrew, he's got horse riding down. Like, I don't know if you saw him. He has the horse riding thing locked. But he's squired now with the most famous imp and politician, arguably in the world, and also arguably the world's best sword fighter in Brienne. He's also got huge hands. We know that. Are we underestimating Pod as a potential threat to end up on the Iron Throne? I would love to see a pain on the Iron Throne. I bet you would. Yeah, I'd love to see a pain on the Iron Throne. My, my dude, my people, my kin. I'm rooting sure. for Podrick. Podrick. He's got all the. He's, he's comes from a house with a name, right? Maybe not like a royal name, but a name. It's not like he's uh, Gendry from Flea Bottom. You know, he has all this proper training. You know, Pod 2016, feel the burn. You never know. Never know. All right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about <laughs> Marine. Okay. How much would you pay to see the movie The Original Calls of Comedy starring Tyrion, <laughs> Missandei, and Grey Worm? So it's like they're it's like a documentary movie, and they're traveling around to different clubs, comedy clubs and SOs, just telling jokes about dead flies and sinking ships. Like, you'd watch that movie, right? Um, No, I don't think I would. Uh, no? Unless you promise me that I'm going to get a cask of Imp's Delight wine in the audience... Like, that's the only way I'm going to do it. Anyone not drinking is disrespecting our queen, Andrew. Oh, speaking of, uh, Miss Andy has taken a liking to the wine. Mm, it's about time, you know? She, uh, is it like the sorority girl who finally goes out and like, I'll just have a taste. And then like three <laughs> weeks later is that girl crying in the gutter. It's like, where's my friend? She's got the box wine under her on like under each arm. Where's Jessica? <laughs> yeah, I think this, so. this is gonna happen. Like just runny mascara. Except Masande's gonna say it in like 18 different languages. <laughs> yeah. Where's Danny? Where's Danny? Oh man. All right. Well, listen, I was a little bored with Arya's version of the decision. You know what I'm talking about here? 
I oh, mean, yeah. she did she did not reach out to the Cleveland Boys and Girls Club of Bravos. For some, <laughs> the, the Cleveland Girls and Boys Club of Bravos. Of Bravos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for some PR help. Like she didn't reach out to them. She didn't reach out to ESPN for a primetime spot. She didn't even use the right phraseology, Andrew. You do not say a girl is Arya Stark of Winterfell and I'm going home. You got to do it with something a little stronger. Do you have an idea of what she could have done here? Well, okay. This just off the top of my head. Sure. Uh, in the, in this fall, this is very tough. Uh, in this fall, uh, I'm going to take my talents to Westeros and join <laughs> the Stark expansion team. I feel like it's going to give me the best opportunity to win and to win for multiple years, not just only to win for the regular season or win just like five battles in a row or three battles in a row. I want to win championships. I feel like I can compete over there. Not one, not two, not, not three, not, not four, four. And then you just you not keep, five. You keep yeah. putting your hands out. Six, right. seven. Yeah, you won two, LeBron. And Arya, I think I hope Arya wins two championships with the Stark expansion team. That'd yeah. be a success. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, uh, Tommen. Let's talk about Tommen. Has mm. a royal decree. Comes out. No one's happy about it. Not even, I mean, Cersei is incredibly mad about it. And this is, he ruins all the fun. No more trial by combats. So we're just left with regular trials. That's boring. pretty boring. If you know uh, our line of work, Kevin, we know that's pretty boring. boring. So we need to replace trial by combat with at least something else. Mm-hmm. couple ideas. Trial by thumb war. Okay. Simple. No one mm-hmm. dies. Con- <laughs> some sort of contest. Uh, how about chugging contest? Trial by chugging contest? Ooh, I like that. Theon has been training for this one. Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I think, think the that- best one, the best one is one you actually have done in the past. Yeah, so we, we in, in the dorms, like when I'm my freshman year of college at the University of Kansas, they make you like write up a contract among all of your little dorm mates. And we had four people to like the suite room, you know, like the S-U-I-T-E suite room. And we had to come up with like, uh, like problem solving and like, so what happens when there's a, an issue in the room where you need to like talk through something like you have an arbitrator or something. We're like, no, 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 screw that. You play Mario Kart. All right. Winner of <laughs> Mario Kart wins the argument. Winner of Mario Kart wins the issue. And we would do this literally all the time. Like this was like the way that we settled disputes. It was not uh, whose turn is it to clean the bathroom? Uh, it was never a dispute. It was okay play Mario Kart for, for who cleans the bathroom, like, all the time. So I think trial by Mario Kart, right? You know, I, there's nothing better for this show to really bring this to the next level for Cersei's life to be decided by Bowser versus Toad <laughs> on Rainbow Road. <laughs> and so would you have to pick, like, your yeah. your player? Like, uh, I, I choose you, Kevin, to play as, to play Mario Kart on my behalf. Can you do that? I don't see why not. Okay. This is great. Who, this who is would be the best? Do. Who would be the best Mario Kart player? Oh, see, in, in Westeros, I don't know. I'm sure there's like a Mario Kart circuit in, in Westeros, though. I got one. I got Pod- it right off the top Pod- of my head. Pod- Rickon. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's Rickon been doing? All Rickon's been Mario doing Kart. is playing Mario Kart. <laughs> like the Umbers, for- like you know, he's their prisoner, but you know he. You know, a man of his station, they got to give him something to do. So, like, here's a, been training, man. Here's a Nintendo 64, Rickon. <laughs> Go get him. <laughs> Go get him. So, trial by Mario Kart, that is the new way to decide 
uh, trials in Westeros. Uh, before we move on to anything else, we got to talk about the Clegane Bowl. Uh oh. No more trial by combat, so it may be that the Clegane Bowl is dead. But I don't think so. Okay. Hear me out here. Muhammad Ali was not allowed to box in America for a while, so they moved the Rumble to the Jungle into Zaire. Mm-hmm. All of these classic fights have had some sort of roadblock, and that's kind of what's build, built to make them classic. And sometimes right. those roadblocks are even legislative. It's like Tom in here legislating no more trial by combats. We just need to move this fight abroad, and we just need to find a location in Essos for this to happen. Maybe it's not for Cersei's life or Cersei's trial by combat, but these two need to fight somewhere. Right. couple of ideas. More. Move it to Bravos. You can call it the Battle of Bravos. Simple. Okay. Simple. You could go to Karth, all the way over to Karth, you know, strange mm-hmm. foreign land Karth, the clash in Karth. Okay. Uh, or just like in the middle of the Dothraki Sea, pop-up stadium, right? Just in mm-hmm. and out, tent. We can call it the dogfight in the Dothraki Sea. And this really is like a dogfight because this is a fight between two Cleganes, two dogs, mm-hmm. or the uh, way, <laughs> way <laughs> west of Westeros. This is too hard to say. The Waylay West of Westeros. So where would that be, Kevin? You, well, you, you know, Arya was playing uh, Where in the World is Arya Stark on the map, uh, talking with Lady Crane, remember? She said, I want to go west. What's west of Westeros? We had just had this conversation. She said, Westeros is west, Essos is east. You and I literally talked about this last episode. So uh, she wanted to go where west of Westeros is, and I thought the Waylay West of Westeros would be a great name for a fight. Okay, Kevin, uh, we're going to move on and talk about some gambling. Uh, the Westgate Westeros has put out the Battle of the Bastards death parlay sheet. We're going to call Jimmy the Bravosi, see if he answers. Uh, so we're going to do our drop, and hopefully on the other end, Jimmy the Bravosi is back. But we got to check on him. We are not gamblers. You are the world's best gamblers. Gambling. You're great. 40,000 gold dragons to the champion. Look at the fun we're having. Okay, we are back. We're going to talk about the Westgate Westeros' Battle of the Bastards death parlay. Now, a parlay is a specific bet you can make in Las Vegas regarding sports or, or in Bravos. A parlay is where you have to get many things right in a row in order for you to win. So in this case, in this parlay sheet, you've got to get at least 12 right to make this work. So if you want to go look up what a parlay is on Wikipedia, you can pause the podcast right now and go do that. Uh, Also go to our Facebook page or our Twitter page and look at the Battle of the Bastards death parlay. You can follow along to see how this works. So you'll see 16 characters from the Battle of the Bastards who will be in next week's episode. And you have to successfully predict whether each one of those people makes it out alive or not. If you get 12 right, you get 1 to 1 on your money. 13, 3 to 1, 14, 5 to 1, 15, 10 to 1, and 16, 20 to 1. So you've got to get a lot of these right. So uh, to talk about this more, uh, hold on, I think we've got Jimmy. Jimmy, are, are you there? Are you on another line, Jimmy? Hey, uh, can you hear me? This is Jimmy here. Can you hear me? Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Hey. How, how are you? Hey, Andrew, uh, Kevin, can, can you hear me? 
Yeah, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, we can hear you just fine. Uh, uh, have hey, you been watching? Fellas, have you been watching Game of Thrones, Jimmy? Have you been watching the show? Boy, have my boys. I've been I've been watching Game of Thrones. Okay, okay, out in Bravos. Okay, we got this place. Okay, it's this little little place down in the corner, right? We all go in there, me and my boys. Okay, we got a back room. Okay, and Sundays we all hold up there. You know what I'm saying? We all hold up there. We get us some drinks. Okay. We all sit down, and I, I make sure I tell the boys. I say, fellas, you got to keep it quiet, okay? Because we got lots of bets riding on this thing. We got to make sure that we're telling our people what to do, okay? We got our bets going, 1-800-making-money, making gold dragons on the reel, okay? We got, our, we got this little spot, okay? Mom comes out, makes us all dinner, okay? We got this whole thing, right? And then we sit there, and we watch. We watch, uh, we watch the Game of Thrones, okay? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, that's, so, well, that's, that's great. So uh, have you seen the new parlay card from the Westgate Westeros? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Andrew? Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, okay. yes, J- Jimmy, we can hear you. <laughs> have you seen the parlay card? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We seen the parlay card. Okay, so we went through the whole thing, me and my boys, all right? We got a system, bona fide proven system okay we don't just do one-off bets we don't do just do over-unders okay we got the parlay things on lock all right we're batting like i don't know 90 97 and a half percent on parlay bets i'm telling you okay we're, I'm, i'll tell you what for your listeners just for your for your very listeners andrew and kevin i'm gonna give you a couple of these bets okay the locks okay i'm gonna give you the the c plus locks to get the to get the locks on this death parlay card okay but if you want the rest of them, you know what you got to do. You know what you got to do, Andrew. Can you tell the folks at home what you got to do? You got to call me up, 1-800-MAKING-MONEY, on Twitter, at MakingGoldDragons, on the reel. Of course, on Gmail, making money is a lifestyle, and you can't have it, too, at gmail.com. You can also find me on MySpace. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find uh, you can find me on the Zanga. Yeah, that's right. I write a daily Zanga blog. You know, it's called uh, uh, 1-800-GOLD-DRAGONS, the easy way. Okay, so so you could find me online. All right, that's what I'm saying. That's and all I'm I appreciate you uh, recommending me for all those skills for saying I have all those skills on LinkedIn. You're you're very generous that, about that. Yeah, you, that you? You're, you're very generous about giving out the skill recommendations. Oh, good. You know, I started. I try to help my friends. See, this is also what happens. You call me up, I'll give you skills. Okay, I'll give you skills. I'll give you recommendations. Whatever you want, as long as you give me the gold dragons, I'll give you whatever you want. Okay, I'll give you the locks of the century too. Okay, okay, uh, Jimmy. Let's let's talk about some of these these bets here. So we've got sixteen characters listed uh, on the death parlay. We've got to successfully pick at least twelve of them right to get any money back. Uh, can you can you give me a couple tips, Andrew? Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, yes, Jimmy. Can we, can, we can hear you, Jimmy. Okay, good. All right, all right. So I'm looking through this bet sheet here. All right, all right. So number one, everybody's going to be flocking to one guy, and you know who it is, Andrew. You know I, who it is. I don't actually. I don't. Everybody's going to be flocking to Ramsey Bolton. All right. Everybody wants Ramsey to die. Right. We're fading Ramsey. Okay. We're going to be the ones that win this thing because we faded Ramsey. Everybody else picks Ramsey to die. Uh. Uh-uh, no. 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 We're not going with that. You know who we're picking to die? Who are you picking to die? All right. So here's here's what we're doing. We're picking Liana Stark to die. Okay. Whoa. Liana Stark, and then we're also wait picking- wait wait Le- Liana Mormont or Liana Stark. Now, Leanna Stark, okay, okay, and uh, Hoster Tolley, too. Both of these, dead. <laughs> tell us, they're both going to die, okay? All right? Is that Are they on the list here? They're not on the list. Oh, they're not on the list. They're not on the list. Hang on. Hey, buddy, buddy, give me the new list. Bring it, yeah, bring, no, bring it here. Yeah, the one we just printed. Okay, all right, hang on. 
I got the list. Okay, boys. I'm sorry about that. My buddy, he, he got the wrong list. You know what I'm saying? Now, this was like... Uh, that must have been like, a really old list. Like, yeah, it's like 60 years ago or something. I don't know where you got this thing. I don't know where you got it. All right, so I'm looking at the new list, right? Oh, strangely, strangely, Ramsey Bolton's on this list too. <laughs> so <laughs> Strangely enough. So, listen, we're still fading him. I can tell you that, all right? We're still fading Ramsey. Another one you got to watch out for, Andrew. I told you this before. I told you this first time I came on. Tolmond Giants Bane. Okay? Oh, a lot of people will be upset about that one, but, you mm. know... A lot of people will be disappointed with him not hooking up with Brianne, too. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it is, okay? You know, we all ship it out here, around here, too. We're all sitting around. We're like, man, it's going to be great if uh, Torment can hook up with the tall broad or whatever. But, like, they, you know, we just, it, can't, it doesn't happen, man. Yeah, so Torment's, Torment's going down. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to say it. Torment's going down. Ramsey, not going down. Ramsey's going to survive. But, Andrew, we got some other ones here. We got some other ones. I'll, I'll tell you what. These dogs are dying off left and right. Am I telling you what? These dogs are dying left and right. Ghost. What I think about is, ghost? is Ghost the only one left? I, I don't know, but I'm going to say, you know, he's probably not going to make it because all the dogs are dying. Listen, listen, we have history to go off of here. All right. Some people, they're just flying in the wind. They're just picking stuff, stuff left and right. You know, they're just making stuff up as they go. You got to come with us, Andrew. All right. You can, you can go down to the market and try to try to try to play the market if you want. You can go get your CDs at the Bank of Bravos. You can go get your REITs or your laddering bond strategies, whatever you want to do. You can try to dabble in the market all you want. Or you can come with me, a proven strategy, Andrew. All we do is make gold dragons on the real. We got all the information we need. We can pick this thing for you. All you got to do is call us up, 1-800-MAKING-MONEY. Okay? Right, well, hey, Jimmy, thanks for coming on. Uh, there's a lot, lot of good information there. Uh, get a hold of Jimmy if you want. You know all Andrew, the answers. Can you hear me, Andrew? Yeah, Jimmy. Can me? Jimmy, I can hear you. Jimmy, I, oh, okay. I I got you loud and clear. Okay, good, good, good. Jim, so hey, if you if you want to to win your uh th- this parlay sheet, give Jimmy a holler. He's gonna have his A plus bets available. Uh, maybe he can give you a free one. Uh, for our listeners, can you do that for us? Can you give us a yeah, free yeah, pick? Of course, of course. Yeah, free picks for everybody. All you got to do is give me the money. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you know hey, saying? hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, good to hear you. Maybe you'll come back on uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Never know. Never all know. right. All right. Hey, well, thanks, Jimmy. Uh, we're we're going to move on and just talk about this parlay sheet. Uh, you know, it's it's always a pleasure to have Jimmy the Bravosi come on. You know, he is the, uh, what was he, the 1989 and 1991 Westerosi uh, sports betting champion. Uh, he's... You know, quite quite the accomplished guy. Sure, yeah. You know, it, it's very good to have him on. Uh, you know, we haven't heard from him in a while, Andrew. Yeah, we were um, worried about him. We're, we were that, worried. That Hodor, that Hodor thing was pretty pretty tough on him. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. But it's nice to have him on. You know, once in a while, I can only take this much of him, though. You know what? You know what I'm yeah, like, we, we, have, we may have had a little small, too much of him this time. Small amounts. Small of doses of Jimmy the Bravosi. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, well, uh, take a look at the uh, Battle of the Bastards Death Parlay. That is available at uh, at Make Westeros on Twitter or on our Facebook page. And that is facebook.com slash Make Westeros Great Again. Play with your friends. Uh, submit it to Westgate, Westgate Westeros. Maybe you can make some money. Parlays are kind of sucker bets, but we'll <laughs> see what happens. All right, Kevin, let's move on and do some power rankings. The power lies on their side. Go, go, power rankers. All right, this week's power rankings. We're going to power rank the episode nines in the history of the show. You like episode nines, right? Of course. These are historically the, the best episodes of the season. Some of the best episodes uh, in all of television have happened in episode nine in Game of Thrones. 
Uh, we've got episode nine coming up. It's called The Battle of the Bastards. Hopefully, it's going to be uh, another classic. But uh, let's start off with number five, and that is from last season, season five. That is the episode entitled The Dance of Dragons. I think it's still mm-hmm. a great episode, but it's, it's not, it doesn't hold a t- candle to the rest of them. I agree. This one is by far the distant fifth. Uh, of course, this is where, where Danny flies off. Arya kills Marin Trant, which that part was pretty tight. Shireen gets burned, though, so that was unfortunate. Like, that kind of makes it, you know, like, down a notch for me. But a lot happened in this episode. Uh, it uh, it kind of set up the, the the WTF moments for the next episode, and, and that was episode 10 of that season. That's where, where John died. But let's move on to number four, and that is the Watchers on the Wall episode from season four. This was a battle episode with the wildling attack on the wall. I actually really love this episode. I actually saw this in the theaters. Uh, they, they showed that in, showed it in the cool. theaters and, and, and really enjoyed it, but I don't think it really has the weight of the other three, but I still really like it. Boy, this is tough. Like The next three are all good, but I really liked Watchers on the Wall. That was one of my favorite episodes. I don't know why. It just felt super cool. Like The, the whole CGI thing, everything about it, uh, like that, what is that thing that like swings along the wall? What's that thing the called? Scythe? I think it's the scythe. scythe. Yeah. How sweet was that? Like that might be my favorite weapon that we've ever seen in Game of Thrones. Like that thing was so cool. Number three. Okay. I put Baylor, and that's season mm. one. Uh, you could argue mm. that this may be one of the best episodes in, in all of TV. And this wow. is the episode where Ned dies. Uh, but the rest of the episode was great too. No one, no one remembers about this. So this is where. Uh, Catelyn makes a deal with the phrase. John gets Longclaw. Uh, Jamie is captured by Rob's army. A lot going on there. There was a lot going on there. I like Watchers on the Wall better. Than oh, Baylor. really? Than Baylor? Than the Ned Ned dies episode? Yeah. Well, I don't like the Ned dies. Oh well, it's it's pretty significant. All right, let's move on to number two. This is tough. Mm. Reigns of Castamere from season three. This is the Red Wedding episode. Hmm. Pretty crazy, pretty intense. Uh, the whole it, the whole show shifted after this. Yeah, I agree with you. I think just in terms of like excellent television, I have to put this one up there. But I think number one is is accurately ranked, Andrew. I think you did this right. The last one is Blackwater from season two. This is also a battle episode. The first self-contained. Uh, everyone remembers the giant green fireball. This right. was the episode that made me want. Every episode to be played in the theater. Like every every episode could be a movie after seeing this episode. I think, and it re- this episode I think really kicked off the the popularity of this show. And uh, I look back on it, and I, I could just go watch this episode randomly, just like right now, no context, you know, knowing where the show is now, I could go watch it any day. Uh, could not agree more. I don't. I there are so many great quotes from this one too. Like, I, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but Tyrion has some great rally quotes uh, in this episode as well. And and the whole, like, Sandor and Sansa bit, like, every, it wasn't all fighting, you know? There was some really cool, like, heartfelt stuff going on in this episode. So, yeah, I'm all in. This is my favorite. One of, one of my favorites, if not, like, what is this, like, top three in the whole show? Oh, totally. So, here's here's our ranking. Dance of Dragons, Watchers on the Wall, Baylor, Reigns of Castamere, Blackwater. Kevin likes Watchers on the Wall a little bit better than Baylor, but let's hope that next week's episode is pretty crazy that we can put it somewhere on that list and it will it will fit, it will belong. All right, Kevin, let's talk about the Book of Brothers. 
book of brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. All the great deeds of all the great kings go out there. That is correct. Uh, we've got four entries into the Book of Brothers. To get into the Book of Brothers, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a comment. If you leave a comment and you put your name in the comment, we will put you into the Book of Brothers. There's a couple of you who didn't leave your name. If you just go back and edit it, it will kick up to the top and we'll see it and we'll put you in the Book of Brothers. But we have four new entries. The first one is Steve. Steve's Steve. nickname of course, we're going to give you a nickname and list your great deeds. This is what, what goes inside the Book of Brothers. So Steve, mm. his nickname is the Maestro of Midtown. Mm. And Steve wrote, composed, and directed over 25 musicals that ran in King's Landing's Midtown Theater District. <laughs> his most successful show is called Bye Bye Bobby, which details Robert Baratheon's conquests on and off the battlefield during his rebellion. So Steve, Steve. the Meister of Midtown. Congratulations. Uh, Maestro of Midtown. Maestro. Maestro, not Meister. Maestro of Midtown. (laughs) So you've got the next one, and this is Rich. Yeah, Richie Rich of the Reach. Of course, this is his nickname. You've heard of him. He's the son of billionaire businessman and philanthropist Sir Richard Rich. Richie had everything he wanted in life, even an inn at the crossroads inside his house. Like a, a whole inn at the crossroads, like restaurant right inside the mansion. But it wasn't until a run-in with an evil conspirator attempting to steal his family's wealth that he found his true self, Andrew, along with some help from some poor kids that uh, became his friends and something about baseball. I don't know. when something like that. Anyway, <laughs> Richie Rich of the Reach, congratulations. You are in the Book of Brothers. <laughs> I remember that movie. Do you? <laughs> uh, all right. Next was Nathan. Uh, Nathan is the forest fire god. His nickname, the forest fire god. Um, Nathan became the first member of the small council to worship the red god. This was seen as a triumph for religious freedom in Westeros. But Nathan was soon executed for suggesting that they sacrifice the gods would uh, through fire outside King's Landing to stop an approaching forest fire. Although he was really just suggesting a simple fire control technique. He was ahead of his time. So how could they not... How could, they not, how could they not know? Oh, anyway, all right. So the last one here, Andrew, is Beatrice, a.k.a. B, of course. She sang in multiple R&B groups as a youth, including the relatively famous group Lannister's Child. Eventually, she went on her own. She had huge hits. One of them, Single Handmaidens. Another one, Run the Westeros. You've probably heard of those. But maybe you've most recently heard of her most recent HBO visual film, Lemon Cakes. Lemon Cakes. Beatrice, a.k.a. B. So -hmm. if you want to become a member of the Book of Brothers, make sure to subscribe and leave a comment in iTunes. We will get your name and we'll give you a nickname and list your great deeds. Okay, Kevin, it's time to move on to the It Is Known prediction segment. It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. Okay, Kevin, looks like you've got a couple theories about where the show is going to go going forward. I want to know what you're thinking. Well, I'd actually, I'm not sure I have the right theories yet, but I think we got to theorize on a couple things from this episode. Overall, like not a lot going on in this episode. Kind of jumped around all over the place, avoided all the fights. It's just kind of a, a place setter episode. But a couple things jumped out. 
Number one, we talked to, or we saw Cersei talking about uh, the rumor you had me investigate with, uh, what's his name? The, the maester who's- Kyburn. Kyburn. Uh, the rumor you had me investigate. And then she's like, what was it? He's like, more, much more. What is he talking about? Wildfire. You think so? Wildfire. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, we could have problems then because Cersei, who oh boy. Uh, yeah. Okay. So if that's the case, uh, we could have something very interesting happening in coming episodes, Andrew. Okay. Here's another one. Where is Varys going? We saw they said something about Westeros, right? I think he's going to Dorne. Oh, he's going to Dorne. I think because they got to find a landing spot to invade. I I think that they're going to invade through Dorne. Mm, Just the way the map is is works. We're not done with the whole Dorne plot because I kind of was hoping we were done. Unfortunately, no. Yeah, we're not done yet. I was kind of hoping we were done. Maybe maybe the dragons will roast everybody though. Ah, that'd be cool. Okay, I'm into that. Uh, all right, number three, Andrew, and this is, of course, a, another important thing to theorize uh, on this episode. Is Danny going to put up with this shit? No, none of it. None right. of it. I mean, she's got her her uh, Dothraki army. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you have a, a horse army fight ships. Mm. So we're in a bit of a conundrum. But if mm-hmm. anybody on those ships came into the city, I don't have any doubt that the Dothraki would win. Listen, they got the Air Force, though. Like, you can have a Navy. I'll take the Air Force every time. Like, she's got the dragons. Oh, that's very true. So maybe the dragons will just take care of the ships. Or maybe she'll convince them to give her the ships. That'd be I nice. Like, those uh, fire catapult slingshot boats could, you could really come in handy. Could yeah. really come in handy. <laughs> those things like, are Stannis awesome. could have used those in Blackwater. He didn't have those kind of ships. I feel like the U.S. freaking Navy could use those ships. Those things were sweet. Yeah, those were good. Uh, Right. Uh, I've got a couple predictions here. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to die, like mm. a lot. And there's more of like show momentum and how the show's going to go forward. Like it, they're going to only be, have enough time to tell so many stories. Mm. And I think they're just going to have to kill a bunch of people to make it condensed enough mm. to have the show make sense going down the road. Okay. So, I don't have any specific prediction on who. I just think that there's going to be a high body count in the next two episodes. Do we know who makes the most money? I don't know if we have the contracts in front of us, but I don't know if that matters because, like, uh, Ned Stark, Sean Bean probably got paid most for the season one. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, I'm looking it up. Here you go. Uh, Amelia Clark is up there. Uh, Nicolaj Coster Waldo is Jamie is up there. Peter Dinklage is up there. Kit Harrington and Lena Headey. Okay, so and that's Cersei. So those are the ones that, that are, are earning the most. They said they're all close to about 300000 an episode. Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's So that's, a that's $3 million a season. That's, that's, some, that's some money. They're getting some, some bank. That's some, that's some Iron Break above us, uh, some money there. Uh, okay, so I'm just throwing something out here. I think they could save themselves about $6 million. If they got rid of Jamie and Cersei. Oh, and maybe their story's coming to an end. I mean, I think Cersei's about to go crazy. Uh, and Jamie. Oh, she's I, got I that look about her, doesn't she? Yeah. She's got that it's, look. She's got the look about her. She's about to go a little nutso. Uh, uh, and here's a prediction for next week I don't want to rule out that the Boltons win 
the bastard bull or no? the, the the battle of the bastards. Well, I don't Jimmy want to rule that us, out. Jimmy told us to fade it. Well, to to fade Ramsey dying. Fade Ramsey dying. I, I don't want to rule it out because it seems like you know an inevitable part of the story that you know that's the next thing to happen is they take back Winterfell and then they get everybody ready to fight the big war. I'm right. not ruling out that in this show they do a complete 180 of what we think and Ramsey wins. It could happen, certainly. Uh, I mean, I take my cues from the man who won 1987's Superbook Westgate Westeros. Super contest. <laughs> Super contest. Uh, and, I mean, if Jimmy says that uh, he could he could survive this thing, I'm, I'm at least open to it as well. I'm, I'm with you. I'm uh, uh, not sure what's going to happen there, but I think you're right. I think a lot of people are going to die. Uh, the last thing I have to say is the Hound uh, plus the Brotherhood might be my new favorite thing going forward. Like the thing I look forward to most. Andrew, there's a new team in town. Yeah. The there's Brotherhood a new Without Banners team. is back. There's a new expansion team. You might you might think the Stark expansion team is gaining momentum, but if you throw the Hound into the mix, like, man, the Brotherhood just got a pretty good free agent. Yeah. I mean, the Hound could have formed his own team and been formidable, but no. Sure. He joins the Brotherhood. Now we've got a contender. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Okay, All Kevin. Right. Well, I mean, this regular season's over. It's time for the playoffs. We've had mm. four quarters. Now we're moving on. We're going to the playoffs with episode nine and ten. I don't know. Battle of the Bastards and then the Winds of Winter after that. Who knows what's going to happen? Before we go, I want to give you just a quick question, Kevin. Will Danny okay. step foot in Westeros this season? No. Andrew, no. That doesn't change for you? Does not change for me. Will she be like on her way at the end of the season? I don't know. Maybe probably you know what? Maybe something will happen in the last episode, the last thing. I'm sure what's gonna happen is like Danny's gonna do something with fire and then she's gonna give some speech and it's not gonna be in the common tongue. It's gonna be in some other language because she's really good at that. That's why she gets paid the big bucks. And then Something else is going to happen, and then, like, you'll see some reason that they're moving on to the next thing. Like, that's my prediction. We've we've seen this happen a lot. Okay. But Okay. But well, hey, next week we've got self-contained episode, I think. Uh, episode think so? 9. I think it's self-contained. I think it's just oh, fighting. Just the war. I hope so. Oh, those are the best ones. I'm pretty jacked about this. So we'll see whether it lives up to... Blackwater, whether it lives up to Watchers on the Wall, we don't know. But uh, join us next week and we'll have more information, more talk, more Game of Thrones for you. Until then, Valar Margolis, Kevin. Valar to Iris, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>